So um, we're going to do some, some Q&A now, a bit of discussion. We're going to start with the kind of questions that were co- have been coming up on the Slido. Thank you for, uh, for taking part in that. Um, but we'll kind of see where we go with this. There might be some hands up as we go along. There might be some kind of uh, coming back at some of the things that I said. I think, Richard, myself, uh, some of the team are going to pitch in. Um, and I think, starting with the Slido on my phone here, uh, da, 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 it seems to me... Richard, that there are a few questions that kind of, that, that Ali's question um, drew us towards, which was something around the confidence uh, question. How do we know it, it really is God? That's, that's, the, that's the top of our list here. Uh, and a number of the other questions kind of allude to the same thing. What would you say to that? Yeah, well, let's bring Oscar in. Oscar, why don't you come up? Um, and uh, if there's anything you think God wants to say today, um, and then how would you answer that question? How do you know, how do you know it's God? So how do you know it's the voice of God? Um, I think I'm just going to say personally in in my life something which I've really felt challenged about over the past year um, is cutting out unhelpful influences in your life. Um, so I found at one point in my life um, I I almost watch the news religiously, um, and I think it's quite topical at the moment with what's going on in Ukraine and things. But I really felt challenged by God. Um, saying, well, where, where's your input coming from? Where's your influence coming from? Is it coming from the news? Is it coming from other sources? Or is it coming from me? Um, and made me realize that there are so many voices in the world and everyone's vying for our, our um, loyalty, our attention. Um, but ultimately, as, as followers of Christ, if we truly want to follow him radically, we, we need that to be him, like we need to be pursuing him. And I guess that the, the voice of the news at that point in my life was kind of the, the main voice. Um, so I think, I think it comes down to, um, to partly, do you really want to be, um, are you really pursuing God's voice at that time? Are you, are you choosing the stillness, as Richard was saying earlier, over just having the news on in the background all the time? Or like, is that the main focus of your attention? Um, that's really helpful. Pri, why don't you come and add to, to that as well? So, I mean, that, that's one of the... That's really helpful is that you often mirror back um, what you're receiving in. Um, so one way you can, you can quickly know, is that not God? Is, does it just sound like all the other noise around me all the time? Um, and sometimes you get that with sin, don't you? You're like... You acclimatize yourself to sin through a TV program or a radio channel or, or the friendship group that you're in, uh, what everyone's doing. Did God really say? Becomes a question that gets stuck in your head. Did God really say that? Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Which is, of course, the temptation one in Genesis. And then you're like, whew, and you've you're, you're fallen off a platform there. So, but, so it's easy to know what might not be God if you discern it because uh, you're just doing what everyone says around you. Um, how do you know what is God? I don't even know how to answer that, but um, when, I, when I hear something, sometimes, particularly if it's for someone else, I actually say to them, this might be from God, but sometimes part of it's me and part of it's God, and they will know. So if it's for someone else... They often know that's really speaking to me, or I, I have to go and think about it. So there is that 
safety valve that you actually give people permission to go, do you know what? No, you got it wrong. Um, but actually, I think most of the time when I'm pretty confident that it's from God, it's, it's on the days that I've tried to remember to walk with him during the day. That um, without having to... So I think people are terribly sort of, oh, I haven't got time, I haven't got time to do all this deep, deep praying. But actually... You don't have to alter your lifestyle. You can be walking along, just reminding yourself that God's walking with you. You can be sitting on the tube talking to God. You can be with God right through your entire day, even in the loo, frankly. Um, Yeah. So I think the more you remember he's right there and he's right here, the more you know he's telling me things. Um. Uh, yeah, a couple of things that, that struck me on that. Um, the first is, I love what Richard was saying about, like, is, is, is what we're hearing kind of reflecting what the world says? And I just reflecting on, what, uh, on Jesus' sermon when he says, you have heard it said, but I tell you. You've heard it said, but I tell you. And I saw a, a kind of an examine that Rich Velodas, does anyone follow Rich Velodas? He's, a, he's just really helpful. He's got great practices of, um, he's got the book, The Deeply Formed Life, kind of practices of listening to God in all sorts of different ways. Um, and he's kind of got this great examine, which, which which invites us to ask that question in a sense. What, what, what am I feeling? What does the gospel say? Um, you have heard it said, but I tell you. It's kind of a, yeah, I, I, the practice of examine practices us on that. And sometimes it won't, you know, sometimes there will be some things which are really consonant, like we're, we're hearing from godly people around us in church and, you know, Jesus is saying, yeah, you know, go with that kind of thing. Um, or we are, we're reading our Bibles and, and Jesus wants to confirm. And sometimes it will be a, you have heard it said, but I tell you. Um, the other thing that, I, that, that sprung to my mind when, when Ali asked her question earlier was um, uh, that, that Jesus is alive and the Holy Spirit is alive and we can talk to him um, so that if there are questions or if there are things popping into our minds that may be causing anxiety or, or fear, we, we can talk back to God. You know, it's not like he's put it in our heads and there it, there it sits. Like if there's a thought in our heads, we are, have authority because the Holy Spirit lives in us to say, um, to say something to that fear or to say something to that thought um, to say um, what, can, can I, what, what should I do with this or is this Lord is this you um, or uh, take this away if it's not you, you to, to interact with God like this is conversation maybe it's back to the fun thing as well you know the Lord is the Lord is he's so good you know and he's so conversational and he he he, he invites us into conversation. Is the thought in our head inviting us into a conversation, into a relationship, or is it kind of uh, cramping us up kind of thing? Anyone, anyone ever get scared that um, what you think is God might be telling you the wrong thing? Um, might be, t- you know, yeah. That's, that's a really good place to start from um, because it's the fear of the Lord that's the beginning of wisdom. So what you don't want to do is be presumptuous that, that you know um, See, so the, the weighing up is, is really important. It's why the garbage in, garbage out is also really significant. You know, if you've been spending your time binge-watching a Netflix series, um, you know, don't be surprised if that's what comes out of your mouth in conversation. You know, what, what you've been looking at will affect your heart, will affect, will, will affect uh, everything going on. So this is the fear of the Lord is really, really important. God, please help me to discern, is this you? Um, but the more you open yourself up to God on that, um, the, he'll graciously lead you. So you remember the, the picture we started with of the, the lovely well here in the church and the Holy Spirit wanting to break out? 
It can, the fear thing can cause us not to have a, a lovely fear of the Lord that's the beginning of wisdom, but a controlling fear that says, well, we're not going to let that happen because it might go wrong, um, which is disastrous. That's a way to destroy a church because actually God wants to be in charge of the church, doesn't he? He doesn't want anyone else to be in charge. He's, he, he's, he's the leader. So we, we have to say, Holy Spirit, you're in charge. But in order to make that safe, we do need to remember the parameters. Um, generally, it will build up, encourage, comfort, or edify. That's what Paul says in, in Corinthians. Um, so generally, it will be that. If it's something corrective, that's likely to be very occasional and should only be weighed up with wise and sensible people and weighed up in terms of, am I filtering this through my own bitterness or upset or hurt you know vicar i want to tell you that you know or people are saying is rarely the voice of god <laughs> that's normally the voice of our own hurt um extroverting itself so we, we do we have to be careful um and the biblical thing is is really key because obviously one of the things you can start to do is you can start to persuade yourself that the answer to the question did god really say is not what it said to begin with. You know, did God really say you shouldn't eat of this fruit? And like, I can't remember because <laughs> I've got into a fog, I've got into a haze. Did God really say? So occasionally in church ministry, I, I, hopefully you've never had to go for it here, but you, you get someone go, yeah, I just feel like God's leading me to adultery. <laughs> um, and it's a complete lie, obviously. It's a complete lie. It's not God. But you can con yourself. Oh, God didn't mind. So God sort of, you know, it's, it's, it's a total lie against any objective truth. But we, our heart is deceitful above all things. So we, if you think I've got this private revelation that's mine and mine alone and I can't share it with anyone else, I'd be, be really careful about that. But if you've got the boundaries in place and you've got consensual leadership and you're sharing and you're discerning together, um, then it, You've got to let him out of the well. You've got to let him play, Jenny. Another question that's um, that's popped up uh, is that's been upped by a couple of people is um, is a question which says if I if I'm not sure I've ever really heard God speak, does that mean I'm not a Christian? Abraham. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, of, of course it doesn't. Um, I, I was sort of I was just thinking about like what 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 does what does prophecy mean? And you know, obviously it means many things, but. I was sort of thinking about like the gifts of the spirit and how uh, God has given these gifts to the church. Um, and like a gift, if you think about what a gift is, uh, a gift is not necessarily something you deserve, but it's something which God gives. So, um, so in that sort of sense, of course, it doesn't mean you're not a Christian if you don't have the gift of prophecy because it's a gift. But I think, you know, um, it comes down to that question of, like, do you want the gift? And, you know, that, that's, that's sort of, uh, I think, in the heart. Um, so, yeah. Thank you so much. That's, that's a great answer. No is a great answer, isn't it? Um, and, of course, how do we know that we're a Christian, according to the Scripture? Um, no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit, yeah? So 
If you truly believe that Jesus is Lord, not just a friend or whatever, but Lord of your life, that means you've got the Holy Spirit, which is an engagement ring guaranteeing your inheritance. You can't lose that guarantee. Um, might be able to throw it away, but that's slightly controversial. But you basically, that guarantees your inheritance. That's the Holy Spirit in you if you believe Jesus is Lord. You can, however, receive gifts of the Holy Spirit that you could neglect and lose. And you can receive an anointing of the Holy Spirit that you might walk away from. Um, And you may have unwrapped gifts that you've never learned to unwrap. And that's partly why we do a day like today. Um, Because part of our birthright when when Jesus is Lord is that my sheep know my voice. So on on a very basic level, uh, we will all be able to discern that God has communicated with me in some way. And it may be in very different ways. It may be a dream. It may be a vision. It may be a bit of scripture that speaks to me. It may be that my heart just pounded when I was confirmed. (laughs) But there's a sense of, he did communicate with me. Um, And and that will be very personality dependent for oftentimes sometimes against our personality as much as with our personality. Um, But it's um, your birthright is to know his voice. And that's why Paul says, eagerly desire that you can prophesy, not for yourself alone, but so that you can build up the person you're sitting next to, behind, in front of, and the person who isn't yet in the church. That's joining in with his mission. Another question that a couple of people have uh, have thumbed up to is... um, uh, wanting to ask about how, how, how we can know when God is speaking through us through others. Maybe there's a wisdom thing in about that, about, you know, when somebody, if somebody says to you, I think the Lord has said this, or maybe this is that, we, how, how, do we, how do we interact with that? Thank you so much. One of the things that Soma has been amazing at for the last 40 years, uh, I've no credit for personally, but has been raising up intercessors. So if you're someone who loves to pray, we'd love to have you sign up to be a Soma intercessor. And one of the things the intercessors do is write in whenever we're doing a mission and just say, I think God might be saying this. And then we sort of weigh it up collectively and, and it can take the alter how a team's working um, because God does like to reveal things. Um, now, growing in the prophetic, as I said earlier, can take 25 years or so. And that's assuming you're making gradual progress. <laughs> it doesn't automatically happen. It's assuming progress. And that's, a lot of that's about that prophecy 102. Have people got the hang of interrogating it, having that conversation Jenny was talking about with God, going, why did you say this? When did you, who's it for? How, how? Is there a scripture that backs it up? And having those questions. So in the car on the way up, Abraham said, you know, I've got a sense that God wants to heal someone. Um, and uh, Prudence, who's uh, done these things before, she's like, well, have you asked God the questions about it? <laughs> You know, that's Prophecy 101. She's like, go on, get on to Prophecy 102. Um, because if, it, you know, you go and say to a group of 30, 40 people, um, you know, I, I think God wants to heal someone here. Probably he does. Um, but if you get a little bit more specific in that, then it might really impact someone in a way of, oh, yeah. That, he was calling me out there that day. It was a specific thing. And we, we, there's examples of that as well. So how do you discern who you listen to Um, I think you're looking for someone who's talking to you humbly, for someone who's not trying to control you, for someone who doesn't seem to have an agenda, for someone who seems to be for you. Um, 
Uh, occasionally, I've told you some of the more extreme examples in my life of people who, you know, I didn't particularly know or respect. So, you know, the Ezra guy uh, with his bad preaching, you know, I wasn't expecting it from him. And that was the surprising source was, was incredibly helpful. Um, and, it, you know, it blew his mind. He, he wasn't expecting it as well. Um, so it can be through anyone. But generally, um, who do I listen to? People who I trust, people who love me, people who are for me, people who will speak truth to me. And there's, there's, there's layers of what people might say to you. Some of it is what you might call blessed words. And they're nice, aren't they? It's always nice to get a blessed word. You know, it's, it's a good word, a God word, an encouraging word. Um, and then sometimes it's got that really specificness to it. Um, one health warning for, you know, the church leaders. Probably you only get what you might call directional words every, uh, you know, once, once a year or so as an overall church. <laughs> God's not often like, go this way and then go this way. And then, you know, it, it, God, God tends to be a better sailor than that. I, I know tacking in a storm is important, but it tends to be smoother than that. So, you know, if you're someone who's like, I've got this idea, this idea, it's not necessarily completely God's idea. You may just be an enthusiastic entrepreneurial person. <laughs> um, so don't be upset if the church isn't going like this. Maybe that's not the best way of navigating, <laughs> navigating a journey. Um, but sometimes, if, you, if you're really hearing from God, the other thing that will happen is it's a bit like an FM broadcast. And the, the word I said about the well earlier, um, do you remember how I said at the beginning, oh, Prudence has had this word about um, you know, sort of an impish thing wanting to come out of a bottle? Um, and the fact that they sort of felt like together... That gives you a sense. So, yeah, that's the sort of way the Holy Spirit communicates, like a, like a broadcast. And if we're tuning in, we'll, we'll catch bits of it and it'll add to it. So if you're in a prayer meeting where you're praying, you find that three people wanted to pray the same thing at the same time. That's a great encourager that the Holy Spirit's guiding that prayer meeting. And, and same with the prophetic. I'm going to uh, take one more question from the Slido, um, which was around um, uh, when the Bible says... Uh, the voice of the Lord said this, or, um, you know, the Lord said this. Does it literally mean that somebody heard the literal voice of God, or does it mean something else? Uh, what, what would you say to, uh, to that? What, is it, what does it literally mean when it says the voice of the Lord said this? Um, I don't know. Um, I, think, I think it would have been unique to the people in different times, um, different people. Um, sometimes I think clearly there were audible voices we know of jesus hearing an audible voice three times but you don't get the sense that most of the time he's talking and and listening physically with his physical ear you get the sense that he's listening with his his inner senses most of the time and the voices that he heard audibly weren't for him they were for the sake of other people (laughs) and to affirm him publicly um most most of us would quite like to be affirmed publicly by god or other people (laughs) um and God often doesn't operate quite that way. Um, uh, one of the things with healing ministry, you know, it's, it's nice to have a healing ministry. It feels like, doesn't it? You know, I'd, I'd love to be able to tell miracle story upon miracle story. Um, but how, how many of those could my spiritual life cope with if there's a bit of me that's going to be puffed up by that story? Would, would I be knocked over? Um, so the, God's biggest agenda for us is to keep us safe with him for eternity. Um, so sometimes he limits what he gives us because of our, our capacity to cope with his kindness. 
So I suppose one of the things you want to pray is, God, please help me to be such a place that you can speak through me or minister through me as much as possible at the school gate, at workplace, on the high road when I leave here uh, and in church um, so that you can do as much as possible without it off-keeling my life because I know that it all came from you and all the glory goes to you and it wasn't about me although you were doing it with me and through me. Yeah. That's great. I am. Um, yeah, I think in our in our series on on Sundays, we're we're looking at the voice of the Lord speaking. We've, we've we're kind of flipping to the New Testament this week, having heard quite a lot of instances of the voice of the Lord speaking throughout the Old Testament. I think I'd say the same thing. It's very context. Um, I think what, one thing our, our speakers have done such a great job of giving us a context. Um, so do listen back uh, to to some of the talks that we've heard. Um, that you know whether, whether it's an audible voice, like we thought we heard Samuel, who is like who must have heard an audible voice because he was like, wasn't it you, Eli? Like and um, you know, and, and others, you know, maybe there is a bit a, a, a sense that it might have been more inner, but I, I think there's something very, and again, God is alive, you know, and he's, um, and he's not formula, he's not a formula, <laughs> and there's no formula to hearing him, and there's no formula uh, to, to, to when we hear those words in the Bible, the voice of the Lord, um, it's so, it, it, yeah, he's alive. <laughs> um, One of my favorite bits of revelation was when I clocked that Jesus's parables might be prophecies quite often you know a farmer goes to sow and probably he's been walking along watching someone sowing and the holy spirit's just been going oh yeah a farmer goes to sow and and you know jesus tells a story that is inspired by the spirit um to point out a situation and that's one thing you can do prophetically in a very real situation you can do it in the most secular um of jobs you know you can be talking to teenagers with with mental health issues for example saying i wonder if you've ever thought of it like this because the holy spirit's been nudging you to say oh you know imagine imagine you're in a a store and there's a choice of this that or the other um which one are you going to choose and you just tell them a story you don't have to say god showed me a picture of you just you just tell them a story because you've let god uh captivate your imagination and use it to help other people uh, understand and know things. Yeah, yeah. That's so helpful. I, th- I, I, I find that a really helpful kind of guidance for kind of delivering a, something that you think you said that, you, that, as you say, you don't have to necessarily say the Lord said, but like conjure something. I, I know that people have sometimes spoken to me in that way and that's been really helpful. Um, Should we have a practice? Yeah. Let's have a practice. Um, so uh, this is a little game that we like to play. Um, and uh, I've got a table here. I'll just move the books uh, further over. Um, and on this table... Um, I've got a, my grandfather's old binoculars, um, which are slightly broken because my children have uh, abused them. <laughs> um, I've got an HDMI cable. If you don't understand those letters, don't worry. Just an electric cable. Um, a pencil and a Bic Baro. A little speaker, a music speaker. Just a piece of wood, a little piece of wood. A new wine mug, a little... Um, a little uh, hopeuk.org alcohol-free-today wristband, alcohol-free-today wristband, and one of those Kinder eggs that kids get with nothing in it, an empty Kinder egg. Um, It's a few different objects. Um, Usually I put a pair of keys and a wallet on there as well and a mobile phone, but um, um, I'll I'll leave those be um, for now. Um, uh, What what we're going to do is I'm going to... um, invite us into a sort of a prayer exercise um, 
You could call it Ignatian spirituality or prophetic activation, depending, you know, how you like to play your Anglicanism. Um, uh, and we're just going to pray, and we're going to say, Holy Spirit, please speak to us through one of these objects, um, and we're going to expect God the Holy Spirit to draw our attention to one of the objects, and then we're going to say to him in our heads, we'll just say, why am I looking at this object, God? And what does it mean for me or someone else here today? Um, and we're just going to give him a chance to speak to us through an object. Just explain a little bit why are we doing this. Uh, just because it's a chance to play in the Holy Spirit, have fun with him, um, to test it out, to sort of learn our skills, to grow our skills. Um, and you'll be, you'll be amazed by uh, the fact that God can speak to you through a, uh, a speaker, a piece of wood, tiny little piece of wood, an HDMI cable, a pencil and a barrow, my granddad's binoculars, a kinder egg, empty kinder egg thing, a new wine mug or an alcohol-free today a banner. Um, and uh, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to pray. God, please speak to us through this. We'll have a quiet moment. Uh, you can look at them if you want to stand up so you can see them. You're welcome to move around. Um, but before we do that, anyone got any questions? Anyone expecting nothing to happen for them at all? We can be honest. Anyone going, this is just not going to work for me. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, anyone else who's believing that but not putting their hand up, that's fine for you as well. Um, uh, but I'm just going to trust that God will highlight one of these for us. And... Uh, and that's the first thing we'll pray for. So Holy Spirit, thank you for being with us here this morning. We love your presence and we love your ministry. King of heaven, please come and speak to your people this morning and encourage us, comfort us, build us up and edify us in Jesus' name. So Lord, please bring people's attention to one of these objects on the table firstly. Help us to think on one of these objects. And when your your attention's been drawn to one, just say to God, why are you showing me that? And just sit with that thought for a few minutes. And then I want to encourage you not to settle too quickly on your first thought, because it might be that God's just opening you up to something that might be of benefit for other people. Um, for example, uh, my attention has been drawn to the new wine mug, and uh, I thought at first God might be drawing my attention to it because there were moments when I was involved in leadership where I felt hurt at different times so that was what sort of opened me up to that and then I, as, as I was sort of asking God 
who is it for? Uh, when should I share it? How should I share it? Felt like God say, look, there may be someone else here who actually was hurt in you know, some sort of Christian conference or other setting like that, who God really wants to minister to and heal today. Um, and uh, Yeah, so, so you, your mind might be drawn for all sorts of reasons. So this next bit is you, you're now going to say, God, um, wh- wh- why, why has my mind been brought to this? It might be just to encourage you to remember a lovely experience you've had. Um, it might be to encourage you that, you know, that God is as, as homely to you as you feel when you've got a coffee in your hand. It may, it may be as, as simple as that. Um, but it might be that God wants to say something to someone else. And... So if we have the assumption that God wants to give away what he's giving us, uh, Lord, is there someone here that you want to speak to uh, through me, through this object? Um, and just, just see if, um, if it goes beyond you to someone else. Do you mind sharing that? Is that okay? Um. Oh, Lord, have mercy. (laughs) I was drawn to the cup, and I said, Lord, help me this morning that my cup would continue to be full and overflowing. The reason is I love to talk to people, and I'm asking him that when I'm around my estate and I see the people, I could stand up and talk to them and have a chat with them. And before I leave, I said, God bless you all. Thank you for moving my rubbish and everything. And they said to me, thank you, Mommy. Where are you off? I said, church. They said, pray for me. I said, I don't have to go to church to pray for you. I could pray with you right now. And it's only a little prayer. And they said to me, God bless you and have a blessed day. That's lovely. So if we would put that into Jesus' sort of language in the Gospels, it would be the kingdom of God is like a coffee cup that's overflowing and makes you at home with people and blessing them. Yeah. This morning, I was coming down, and just as I come out, I missed the bus, and the driver see me, and I went, Lord, have mercy. And he actually stopped the bus and wait for me. And this lady said, where are you in a hurry going? I went, church we got something on the other church can't remember the name she said anyhow enjoy it and god bless you and i tell the driver he said okay auntie have a good day (laughs) that's a great story thank you so much well god can stop the bus um to get you to the prophecy workshop um it's really good so 
let's keep playing with this. A- anyone else want to share anything at this stage? Yeah, let's come, let's come back here. It's another cup one. I, I looked at the cup and it took me back to being at New Wine when I got my own one of these at home. And I could really hear God saying to me that, because I wrote a question in the Slido about how, what do you do when you don't think you have anything to say that's worth saying to anybody and you wouldn't say it anyway. And he's, he basically said that I hadn't lost my connection to him, which I rather felt I had, I'd lost my confidence. And I don't expect I'm the only person that has confidence issues around here, so hopefully that will help someone else as well. Thank you so much, yeah. Yeah, some of it's just about being prepared to have a go (laughs) and then trusting God. Um, I was drawn to the kinder egg, the yellow kinder egg, um, and the fact that it's empty. um, And when you're a kid, or maybe an adult that likes sweets, um, and you get a kinder egg, you expect to open up that little pod and receive a kind of fun toy. You expect to receive a gift. um, And just a a feeling that maybe there are people here, um, hopefully people who are watching later on that can't be here, um, they want to hear the voice of, of God. They want to know that they've been gifted something. But it's kind of like their worst fear is kind of unwrapping that and being like, oh, it's empty. <laughs> I've been left out. Um, and um, I came to the party late. I, I watched Encanto for the first time <laughs> over the weekend. Um, and if you haven't seen it, you don't know the story, there's this incredible family and every person has this remarkable gift. But um, the central character... Um, for some reason, she hasn't been gifted in the way that her family has been gifted. Um, but the moral of the story is basically she, is, she still has amazing things to contribute to her family. She's able to kind of bring them together. Um, so not in the ways that have been visible and known about in the community, in the way that their family has been gifted, but she has her own gifts. Um, and just, again, that Again, going back to scripture, it's always really helpful. Um, God says that um, he, like, he doesn't see us in the way that the world sees us. Um, and so even if you kind of feel like you've unwrapped this little pod and you, you think it's empty, God always has a gift for every one of us, um, even if it's not the kind of gift that seems visible or, or you know. Thank you so much. That's, that's really helpful. And, and the... The the thing to do next, and we'll we'll share some more in a second, but we'll we'll just pause again there because that's that's a helpful lead-in. Keeping our eyes still on the same things that we're thinking of um, is to ask God, you know, what scripture will add to what I'm sensing now? Um, Because that's like getting the sword out and using the full weaponry (laughs) then. Um, So the the sword of the spirit is the word of God, isn't it? So saying, Holy Spirit, I'm sensing this. What scripture will add to this and make it poignant um so yeah, um one one with what you're saying from ephesians 4 it says that to each one god gives gifts um, as christ has apportioned it says so, so that each person have their own gift from god and uh you're like you know you're it's not empty because to each one he's given a gift yeah to each one 
Uh, we, we all uh, are his sheep who can hear his voice. So um, wherever you've got to in thinking through, um, uh, you, you don't have to do a hands up if you haven't got anything yet at all. But don't worry if you still like, oh, I'm still blank on this. It's, that's no problem whatsoever. Um, but wherever you're at to, just say, God, is there a scripture that you'd like to speak into my life today or speak to someone else um, that relates to either what you've been thinking about already or it might be just something fresh. You know, you might be more wordy-based than pictorial-based. Right? Is, is there a scripture that would be really helpful uh, for me and others to remember today, um, something that maybe relates to what you've already seen? So we're sort of interrogating it. Who's it for? How's it for? When should I share it? How should I share it? Um, and what scripture impacts on this? Let's just have a quiet moment and uh, think on that and then we'll share again. Anyone sensing that sort of developing what they were thinking? Yeah. Um, I was thinking of a coffee cup as well. And um, I had an image of um, the coffee cup had dark liquid, like coffee. And well, coffee's nice, but if it's left, it goes cold and a bit stewed and stinky and um, I saw a picture of it being thrown on the floor and um, it being filled with this uh, kind of luminous yellow creamy liquid but it was kind of beautiful and it was being flowing up, up, up and then over and it was just a beautiful image and, and I thought God was saying yeah, what are you putting in the cup? That you can put things which seem good in there. I mean, you can put things in there, like, as you said earlier, garbage in, garbage out. And even if things look good, um, it doesn't mean it's the best. But, um, yeah, what are you putting in there? And are you putting in the things that, yeah, are you focusing on God? Practices and things and of God and there was two scriptures that followed uh, first one was the widow with I think it was Elijah and it was just overflowing and second one was Jesus at the well talking about streams of living water that's, that's very helpful isn't it and streams of living water yeah yeah So this actually goes, but it's not to do with these. Um, and um, earlier on, when I was praying during the beginning of the service, I saw a fork and a knife in someone's hands, and they were waiting, and a huge, when I say a huge pile of pancakes, it was just like as high as up to their head. Um, it was in front of them, and this is a problem. And it looks delicious, and then you eat it all, and then you feel sick at heart and there's somebody here and it might be you have a food problem or it might be some other problem where your flesh is pulling you and it is actually turning into an addiction 
And um, God is saying, that's okay. It's not going, you, you don't have to keep this problem. That you can say to him, look, you fight this. Every time you look at the pancakes or the porn or the alcohol or whatever it is, it might be something different. You just say, do you know what? I can't fight that, Jesus. I'm going to leave you with it. You fight it. And the verse is, and you read this as an encouragement, not a rebuke. You are dead to sin and alive to God in Jesus Christ. Thank you, Pri. That's that's quite a specific word. You can obviously apply probably multiple ways, but... That, that verse from Romans, um, it, it says, consider yourself dead to sin. Like you have to actively consider myself, I am dead to sin. So it's, a, it's almost like an anti-natural thing now that you've been born again <laughs> to wallow in sin. Your most deep nature is actually to be free from sin. Uh, the rest is an intrusion on your, your new grace. Um, should we... Um, mine, mine was also the um, kindergarten, the kinder, whatever you call it, and um, it was more to do with uh, it being empty, and not knowing what to fill it with. And uh, the vision was coming and saying not to put words in God's mouth, but just wait for Him. So when you ask for the second beat, the verse that came to mind. If without remembering it, is that when the Lord went home, he promised to leave us with a comforter, which is the Holy Spirit. So my vision, um, I was thinking and praying for that. If anybody feels empty, the comforter is still there and uh, he will never leave us as God promised. Thank you so, so much. It's a, it's a lovely um, thing. I'm really conscious of our time, and I don't want to overrun, um, but I'd love to make sure we're getting a chance to, to hear God's words. I want to, um, I know you've, you've got to go in a sec. Um, could, we, could we maybe have one song, or is, or is that, if it's, is that okay? I don't know. Um, um, but while that's just geared up, um, it'd be great um, once the song's finished, if you've got something that you know you should share with someone, um, to just catch them and say, I wonder if this is for you. And it might be as the song's playing that God will minister to you. He often ministers through music. Um, remember how uh, David used music to compose scripture, um, but also to minister deeply. Um, but is there anyone who, who still thinks, I've got something that everyone needs to hear just before we sing? Did, did you want to share something? Yeah, it was just, it was the cup again, and it was about the cup being full of, full of water. Um, <clears throat> and I was thinking how, like, there's quite a few new wine cups over there, and they all sort of look the same. Um, and I just sort of had this sense that I think some, sometimes you kind of feel like, well, um, the Holy Spirit won't, won't actually work through me, like, you know, powerfully. Um, and I just got the sense that he, that he does, because he, he, Jesus promises that he will and this is just in um, John's gospel when he breathes on his disciples after his resurrection and gives them the Holy Spirit Um, and I just had the sense of the disciples were really scared they were so scared they thought like Jesus was dead right they were so scared they were so anxious 
And, you know, sort of, I feel like that's kind of a good analogy for us because a lot of the time we are scared and anxious. But then Jesus says, and I give you the Holy Spirit. So I don't think it's like dependent, it's dependent on God, not always on us. And just want to say that as an encouragement. I think hope this will encourage the church. But um, last Thursday night, we had our um, prayer, um, we had our our praise meeting, and um, we were all singing a song, um, This is How I Fight My Battles. And interspersed with, with that, I don't know if we've done it before, but they were singing. Um, bits of the 23rd Psalm that spreads a, a table in my sight and suddenly I really felt a nudge a very gentle push from the Holy Spirit and he shifted me away from my usual thoughts I was fretting about my past she said that, I did that they said something else, this is what he did and I realised that I could completely take my attention away and put it on. All Jesus wanted me to do was be comforted. And so instead of trying to fight my battles, I don't have to fight any battles. I just be comforted with Jesus. Thank you so much. Let's let's stand up where we are. Um, We're going to sing. And I think just to... Hold some of these these thoughts in as we sing, and just ask God. You know, keep speaking as we sing this song, Lord. But uh, it does feel to me like God's trying to say to you as a church, you know, there is an outpouring of my Spirit that I've already given you to draw from, which will fill up these these mugs. The, um, and He wants you to sort of take take the lid off, to trust Him, to step out, even though it might go wrong or might be scary, um, and just use the gifts He's given you and just go, come on, uh, Your way, Lord, we'll do it Your way, and just to release a joy and a hope and expectation among you, a freedom from fear, a freedom from any sort of past hurts or failure, I guess, as well, any sort of control or repression or anything. And just a great freedom. So Holy Spirit, just move among us as we worship you in this final moment. And please just release your grace and freedom to dance and enjoy you in your Holy Spirit now. Amen. Maybe that someone's got something that they, they feel God's asking them to share or it may be that there's an encouragement you want to give testimony to to, to, to come up the front if that's you if uh, it's okay to hold the space for a bit yeah, yeah, if you want to just share an encouragement or something that builds the church up or comforts or edifies then come and share I listened as uh, people uh, drew themselves or their thoughts to whatever was on the table and I kept on asking God, what are you drawing my spirit to? And as I went on, I continued going to the cable, the power cable, the power cable. And I said, what is the power cable? And I said, oh my God, this power cable will be plugged into the power source and to the instrument 
TV, radio, fridge, cooker, whatever that needs the power. And that's us. We need for us to be fruitful, for us to be useful, for us to be productive, we need to be plugged to the power source, and that is Jesus Christ. May, our, may we always be connected to the source of power. That's what my vision was. Let's be connected. Amen. Praise God. Anyone else? Um, I can see you. Mine is the empty egg cup here. And I said, Lord, what is this drawing me to this empty thing? It's empty. There's nothing in it. And while thinking and trying to find out what God is saying to me, he said, that's empty now, but I am going to fill it up. And I'll fill it up day by day. Every time you need me, it's there. So it might look empty now, but it's not empty because you can't see what is in it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, um, mine was on the power cable as well um, I saw it for myself and it's also for others but I particularly saw it for myself in the way of um, me being directly connected with God um, the power comes from God and um, but what reality is it of it is that sometimes I'm very connected to what's the power that's coming out of the television and um, whether it's <laughs> The news, the daily news, and one of you uses a testimony, or it could be my favourite programme. You know, I can spend two hours watching it. You know, and it becomes my idol in a kind of way. Even though as lovely as it is, it still becomes an idol. Um, yes. Yeah, so he was saying, especially at a time now where we're going to constantly hear, well, we do hear the trouble coming through the when I'm connected. And I connect to the television a lot, listening to the news and the evil and all the other stuff that's happening. Um, to reconnect to him, you know. So this is going to be a visual reminder that's in my house. Because I was looking at the sky, um, um, sky dishes this morning, thinking what a horrible sight they are, kind of thing. And um, so anyway, so this cable, I was thinking how lovely this morning when I was at home, how lovely the cable being in the house, but it's still connect, it's in the house. But this, at the same time, now it's being connected to God. And um, so when I see the cables, it's going to be a, a good reminder for me all the time now. Um, it's in my front room. <laughs> um, and the, the, the verse it gave me was, well, I, I, yeah, it gave me was um, Proverbs 15, three and it says the eyes of the Lord are in every place keeping watch on the evil and the good so yeah so he's um, he's keeping watch uh, you know we may be fearful what we're watching on television and what's really happening you know reality of it but he's he's got his eye on it Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Um, 
I just want to give a testimony of um, what God is doing. Thank you, Snoma. <laughs> um, when we asked to be prayed for, I think Abraham passed. My hand was up, but he didn't see me. And I was trying to give him an eye, but he didn't look. But then I reached it, right? So you passed, and I asked you to pray for me, and I didn't see anything. But what I wanted to tell you to pray, that is exactly what you prayed over me. And I just thank God for um, his voice, hearing the voice of God. And, and yeah, it's amazing to have the affirmation of what God is speaking to you. And sometimes you're not sure whether you're discerning the right voice, but then he uses other people to speak through to you. Yeah, thanks. Thank you so much. And maybe a final thought then. Um, it's a lovely verse in Romans 8. It says that the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness and intercedes with words beyond what we can imagine. Um, so really the only thing we have to bring to the table here is weakness and inability uh, and give him the space to speak and just trust. Oftentimes you'll only have the very first inkling of something to say but if you let it out and keep going, you'll find that the Holy Spirit carries you along, which is what Jesus promises in Mark 13, isn't it? When, you, when you're on trial, just say whatever's given to you to say. So same with this. You just start to speak, and uh, what will come out will be of the Lord if you've trusted it to him, uh, and you're, you know, your heart's right and so forth. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been a joy to be with you. I mean, I trust that this will just overflow in the services tomorrow, which I'm sure you'll all be here for. Um, and uh, and I trust that this sort of sense that God wants to fill you up and connect you to the power supply will be the, the normality of the church going forward. I think most churches are in a similar place. Um, and there's a sense of, come on, Lord, we need you. And sometimes we've got a bit comatosed. We've been a bit safe. We've had to shut things down, um, sometimes not for our own choices, and he's just saying, come on, open up. Open up to me. Uh, let the King of Glory come in. Who is he, the King of Glory? He's the Lord, mighty in battle, isn't he? So, Lord, thank you for today. Please seal up everything that's been good. Don't let the enemy rob anyone of anything that you've given them. Help these gifts to grow, expand, be more and more used and more and more fruitful. And may you bless all saints Peckham hugely. Uh, make it flourish in this community for your kingdom's sake. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.